talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers. There's always so much to discuss. Let's jump right in. It's LA Clips Forum. It's LA Clips Forum with Jesse and Brian. Welcome to the LA Clips Forum. My name is Brian Andrew. I got some guests back this week to talk about some pre-trade treat uh, some pre-trade deadline talk. I got the person who knows the CBA better than Adam Silver, Trent Maddox. How you doing? I wouldn't go that far. I thought we were getting together to play Fall Guys. So oh. are we actually hmm. talking basketball? Okay. Cool. Yes. I'm down. Let's Clippers, do that. The Clippers game ended about 20 minutes ago. I guess that's <laughs> what I guess that's what we'll do. Uh and here with probably the biggest Rockets fan that I know, Damo. How you doing? I'm good and yourself. Um you totally killed that introduction, by the way. I was I, I, when I, I couldn't say trade deadline and I I almost messed it up right now when I tried to say it again. So pre-trade deadline. That's too many syllables. It's the pre that throws you out. Yeah, trade deadline's yeah. fine. It's when you throw the pre in front of it. Yeah. Because I feel yeah. like there's there's gonna certainly be a post trade deadline episode. Oh so you know it's always the always my favorite. Yeah. And I'm guessing there's gonna be a pre-buyout deadline episode post bio deadline episode <laughs> probably i don't know how much uh how i don't know how much uh, the clippers are going to be like buyers on the bio market this year because of the new cba but i think uh, it's largely going to depend on how many roster spots they end up with after making trades if they make trades just e- just honestly e- yeah, and I don't know if we're gonna have a lot of roster space. I feel like it's gonna be well. We'll, we'll discuss it yeah. a little bit later in the episode. I guess first things first, we could talk about. We don't really need to talk about uh, the Detroit Pistons game. We don't really need to <laughs> talk about the Wizards game. Uh, we did just play, in my opinion, no matter what their record is, always a quality Heat team. Uh, you know they have Heat culture on their on the court on their jerseys. It looks terrible, but it is a thing. And defensively, they create a lot. They created a lot of issues, especially in the first half. But the Clippers, you know, uh, they have proven time and time again that you know if they they just play at the right pace, the eventually things are just going to click in our favor. And then we eventually got probably we eventually got like a thirteen point lead. But for the most part, we were rocking with a six to ten point lead for the most of the fourth quarter and we were able to just hold on. And it just it just looks so easy to the Clippers. It just looks routine to the Clippers. But it was a hard fought game. It wasn't pretty. It was probably one of the ugliest games. To be honest, most of these games on this road trip have been relatively ugly. But the Clippers may escape with just one loss. We'll see what happens in the Hawks game. Uh Trey Young has played really well against some elite talent the last week or so. But we have one more game on this road trip. Even if we walk away with two losses, I think it's a, it's a successful road trip. Uh, but if we could escape with one loss, it's even better, especially with how well the teams are playing. And it hasn't been perfect, but it's been good enough. One loss against a quality Cavs team. That's going to be in contention probably in April, possibly May. We'll see how their health is, um, especially with the health of the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> you know, oh. maybe a team uh, sneaks in, takes their spot. Uh, but yeah, how do you guys feel overall uh, after the Miami Heat game? I'll start off with you, Trent. Uh, Miami does a lot of things defensively that I, I really like. Uh, they switch, switch up coverages. They utilize some zones. They utilize different zone coverages. I mean, they really throw the kitchen sink at different at teams. They throw a bunch of different stuff at you. And it took a long time for the Clippers to figure it out today. And they really didn't. Honestly, this has been the number one offense in basketball over the last 10 games. Uh, but tonight, they didn't look very good. Like, they, they had Saturday off in Miami, and I, I think they really enjoyed it. Uh, and then third quarter break, I think something happened. I don't know if it was – you know, the club called James to let him know that they found his credit card or something. <laughs> but he started playing like he he was excited and, and really put it away at the beginning of the third quarter. He got really or fourth quarter. He got really feisty, drew some fouls, and hit some big shots because up to that point, it was having a tough game. But, yeah, I, you know, they got it together. They played one good quarter. I, I just feel, I feel like that's all that, at the end of every James Harden stat sheet, should be uh, did he hurt his ankle in this game 
Because I feel like no. every other game or almost every game, James Harden falls on someone's He's foot dead. incorrectly or hurts his ankle or something like that. Plays it off. Uh, he had a big shot, big three, you know, when you land on someone's foot, but it went through, sat on the bench. Um, James Harden, yeah, James Harden, that's the, I think that's, that's what we wanted with this team is when teams figured out Paul George and Kawhi, we didn't always really have another option. And now that James is here, he creates another option. Uh, so as long as one of the three are playing well enough in the fourth quarter, usually we've been fine so far. And I'm saying that's going to be, uh, that's going to work in the playoffs. <laughs> but so far in the regular season, it's worked. Uh, Damo, how do you feel right now? Um, I don't know. It was a, it felt like a slugfest. Um, and for both teams, because Miami felt sluggish too. Their offense Maybe is awful. But even like they're, I don't know, because even their defense, too, um, just finishing up my first year of coaching, um, I understand, like, sometimes the purpose of going zone and versus going man. And Miami plays this weird, like, matchup zone almost, and it, 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 throws, your, it throws your rhythm off. And maybe that's why the game feels sluggish and mucky because um, – they played this matchup zone where every time somebody collapsed or tried to penetrate or go left or go right, it it felt like they got a swarm of bodies. And they didn't – for some reason, the Clippers didn't know how to react to it. Um, looking at when they played their first game a month ago um, on New Year's Day, they smoked, they smoked Miami, you know. And today it was a completely different – it has off to them for adjusting uh, from a month ago. They didn't have Jimmy Butler, I believe, but still, um, I don't know. It just felt like the the end of a long road trip, and they probably look like they're ready to come back home. That's probably what I'm getting at. Uh, maybe tomorrow's yeah. game against Atlanta, they have a little bit more pop um, <laughs> against a against a smaller, less defensive team. But I won't be surprised if they if the game is very similar to this one in terms of the uh, lack of focus. Um, but we'll see. Um, but all in all, the game, Kawhi was amazing. Uh, James took off um, in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, welcome back, Zoo. Um, PG was decent, I guess. I mean, he was good defensively. Offensively, he just looked like he's struggling. And it could be the growing that's still bothering him. Um, who knows? Um, but all in all, they, they got the job done. Um only one loss on so far on a seven game road trip. One more to go. And we'll just see how they how they pan out from there. Yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on the Hawks, but I'll mention some things because you know it's the next game. Uh but because like, you know, this is why I'm not a big fan of doing podcasts in between back to backs, because you know, that there's another game that could totally totally change the narrative tomorrow. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it just like the Clippers go out, lose by thirty, or they could win by thirty, it changes the absolute narrative of what's going on this this moment. But I think Clint, is Clint Capella out tomorrow? Clint Capella's out. So they are gonna be a little smaller. They do have some size on the bench. You know, it's not like uh it's not like uh, our situation where we're taking Zoo out and we're starting someone who's six eight. You know, it's it's a little bit different. Um so and hopefully it's a good game to get Zoo back into rhythm. Uh, he, he looked fine today. He just was out of rhythm. He hasn't played in a month, you know, kudos, you know, we, as uh clipper skeptics, we were all like, Oh, it's four weeks. He's it's probably gonna be longer than that because it's Clippers basketball he ends up coming back in like about three, three and a half weeks. I think it is. So, uh, he's out there playing, I think a game against the Hawks. So against some uh, more inexperienced, uh, big man on the bench, I think will help a lot. Um, but uh, we'll see if we could contain Trey Young. I'd like our chances, but even if we don't contain uh, Trey Young, I still think we're supposed to win that game. Yeah, Trey. Trey was snubbed for the All Star team. He deserved to be there. He's a, averaging like thirty and ten. I mean, they, uh, they, just because the Atlanta Hawks aren't particularly good, <laughs> they've been playing better. Yeah, there's just, a lot of teams that are not good though who still got All Stars. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I get. I guess this is a good time to say yeah, Kawhi and Paul George became all stars this week. Uh, That's right. But, but uh, James Harden didn't make it. 
And I think that's more a reflection of how deep the guard, especially point guard, uh, is in the West. I, De'Aaron Fox didn't make it either, and he's having an awesome season. So, right. I mean, it's the, the guard position in the West is really deep. Really yeah. Deep. And the Clippers have an opportunity. Uh, I don't, I doubt the Timberwolves are going to win their matchup today. And uh, I think we'll talk more about the Thunder game that they're having right now because the game Timberwolves are going to win. They're going to win their game today. Yeah. So the Thunder are going to probably, we'll see. That game has a few minutes left. The last time I checked, it was tied. So we'll, we'll talk about standings maybe a little bit later if we get to it. And uh, so far, Denver's losing to the Blazers. I don't know if that will keep up, <laughs> but but uh, I, I got to say something because the Clippers, I think we're playing against the Pistons or the Wizards or something this week. And I was like, cool, the Clippers are going to get a, a win. It's, it's not a great win, but it's a win. It's, you know, and every time I feel like the Clippers finally have a game where it's like it's a gimme. I go check with the Thunder and the and the Nuggets and the Timberwolves are up to, and they're always they're also playing the worst teams in the league. But I feel like every time I see the Clippers get a good win, even if it's against a good team, I check them and they're playing one of the worst teams in the league. I'm like, I don't know how many times those teams could play the Blazers. I thought it was only four times, but it feels like all those teams play the Blazers every week. Uh, but uh, we'll see. There's a there's a chance Ty Lue could be the coach of the All Star game, but I don't know if that's likely at this point. Um, but yeah, I, I uh, well we'll keep an eye on that. The the Clippers could certainly be the two seed by uh by the Hawks game tomorrow, and if something crazy happens, maybe the one seed. Yeah, my dark my dark conspiracy theory is that Ty Lue actually threw the Cleveland game to make sure that he wouldn't have to coach the All Star game. You know, he, wants, he doesn't want to. He wants a couple of days off. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and so I guess uh, I wanted to do this episode. I asked Twitter for some trade suggestions. I wanted to do this episode <laughs> before the Clippers could make a move, and I felt like. Usually, sometimes I'll wait till the end of a back to back to do an episode, but I was thinking to myself. They're for sure, and you know what? If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. They're not going to do a trade on a back-to-back because they do not want to limit their roster going into a back-to-back game. So they're not going to like trade three or four guys and then not have those guys come back ready for the Hawks game, right? So I, 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 I was like, it's safe to assume the Clippers are not going to make a move, <laughs> you know, in the next 24 hours. But in the next 48 hours... Maybe. So I I figured this is a good time to do this episode. Um, So uh, we had some Twitter people. uh, I wanted to ask you a question, Trent, because you're, you know, more about the CBA than I do probably. And who who needs to know the CBA when you know Trent? So I I was going to ask, is this, is since the Clippers are currently in the second apron, do do they it, i know it's a lower percentage of matching salaries for trades does that start this season uh yes because it was, tw- it was currently 25- it's 110 percent okay in, in prior years it was 125 so, so you has, could bring has, in 25 percent more money than you sent out regardless of where you were but now if you're over the second apron you can only bring in or you have to match it within 10%. So That's it has to be really close. I thought it was 10, but I didn't want to talk out my ass. Okay. So and next I believe next year it actually changes again. And if you're over the second apron, it's you have to bring in less money than you send out. Like it's just you're gonna income. lose salary every time. So that makes it difficult for two top teams in the second apron possibly to trade with each other. I think it does make it it's really it's really murky. And then there's also, you can't add cash into trades. Mm-hmm. I think that's so, correct. So every time people say, well, we'll just buy some second round picks. Nope. And, because and those the- buying of second round picks is trading cash for a pick. You can't do that anymore. And there was another uh, stipulation, right? If you're in the second apron for X amount of years, either does it, you lose a draft pick or you have to keep a draft pick. You have to keep no, it, you, right? Right now you can trade draft picks seven years out. First mm-hmm. round picks seven years out. If you're in the apron for I think it's three years, then you can only trade picks, first round picks six years out. So gotcha. it decreases the number of years out you can go. I 
first round picks have become kind of the coin of the realm of NBA franchises, which is weird because so many of them are owned by like three teams. Now Oklahoma city has more draft picks than they have roster spots by a lot. I think they have something like 22 first round or 22 second round picks to go with a ludicrous number of firsts. Like they still have 13 or 14 and the roster's full of guys that they've been drafting. And the, and, the, and the roster is good. And the roster's great. So what do you do with all that? And then, you know, New York, the Knicks have a ton of picks. Utah is sitting on a mountain of, of capital. But what are they doing? They're just kind yeah. of kicking it, kicking the can down the road. So I don't know. There's going to come a change. Uh, trade season has become more popular than the games themselves. Right. <laughs> Transaction it, talk is more is more exciting than highlights. When and, I, yeah. to to your point, <laughs> so like there's a trend when we do when I look at my podcast numbers and stuff yeah. like that. So the off season, because I think people have hope, they have you know there's transitions, you know there's no on court production that makes it look like oh this is working or not working, right? So it's just what's in your mind of like what's going on. So usually the off season is pretty popular. Then the season starts and it's kind of good, but then probably November, December numbers declines, you know, the holidays. And then, you know, there's not a lot going on in the NBA and then January kind of drops a little bit, but then at the end of January going into the trade la- trade deadline, it kind of reaches back and, and then it stays and then it, it peaks probably after the deadline. Then it goes down a little bit, but just a little bit. And it probably stays at a good level until the, the pl- until the playoffs are over and then it either increases in the off season stays the same or dips so it's it's one of those things where um i this is probably the next couple weeks of uh are going to be interesting but it's funny because i think in the past we've had this idea that the clippers are going to do something they might do something big or whatever I think we're just trying to see like what is the marginal move that the Clippers are going to make because everything else seems to be generally fine. And I think my my theory on this, and and you can quote me, is hypothetical basketball is more exciting than real basketball. Absolutely. You know, the the scenarios we can dream up are more exciting than what's probably really going to happen. And and I think that was always my take with should the Clippers have been moving on from Paul George and Kawhi. And it's like at certain moments when like they get, they got injured or something, it was like, yeah, we should move on. But then like, you know, every time they go into the season healthy, there's like that hope was like, well, if they stay healthy, (laughs) you know what I mean? So it's, it's, you know, the hope is, you know, and the hope is what gets you, and then like you know the I've heard this before, but like the expectations are the thief of joy, you know. And I think this season we didn't have as many expectations, so it's actually been a little bit more entertaining because the expectations grow as the team grew. And now we're at where we're at, uh, as long and you know we're healthy again for the most part, and uh, you know we can we can say most part because I'm not quite sure if Zoo's 100. percent I'm not quite sure Paul George is 100. percent uh but, but they're long, still playing as long as that's play, good. as long as they're playing and we're ready to go for the playoffs we're good oh Is, thunder tied it up oh how much time's yeah, left the like four seconds yeah, it's a okay All right. five seconds well, so we've got a timeout uh raptors ball so right, we're well, gonna move it into the front court they're gonna have a shot to win who on the raptors is taking that final shot <laughs> oh, <laughs> scotty barnes think quickly, think quickly. Yeah. Oh, okay or Gary Trent Jr. I mean, they got a couple. I think it just went overtime, so it don't matter. Oh, bummer. Okay, yeah. so we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, and uh, I'm assuming that, is the Timberwolves Who game officially it? over? It was Gary, it was oh, RJ Barrett. <laughs> That's was RJ. There's the problem. RJ it, Barrett took the shot. Is the Timberwolves is up 21 with five left to go in the fourth? Uh, okay, that one's done. Oh. No, That's uh, done. Ties off the hook. No, yeah, Nuggets are down <laughs> ten. And all right, but so, the Nuggets don't matter because the Nuggets are still Nuggets behind, are behind us. us. Yeah, and they and well, for a tie stake, it, it wouldn't matter anyway because they were yeah. Michael Lone was the coach last year, so it's true. 
he'll have to go to the second seed, which will probably – which it don't matter anyway. But I think uh, OKC or Minnesota is going to pull away with it. I think it's going to be Minnesota. We're gonna, yeah. I, I, I think we should – I was going to go in order on some of these. So, you know, on Twitter, I asked people to send their trade suggestions. And one of them <laughs> at the end of the day, because it came up after some interesting news, uh, Renegade Clips uh, said, uh, go get LeBron. LOL. Just kidding. And uh, <laughs> there was like, <laughs> this, this was a couple days ago. This was the same day. Uh, the, I forgot his name, but the, KTL, the KTLA uh, reporter uh, said hey, that they, they yeah, were uh, that the Lakers were uh, considering uh, sending uh, Le- uh, LeBron out uh, in a trade, you know, and then, you know, Le- LeBron with his uh, cryptic, uh, his cryptic tweets, you know, all of a sudden he has like three screenshots of him in the middle of Madison Square Garden. Uh, <laughs> you know, he sends the, the Statue of Liberty. The Lakers did play the Knicks over the weekend. Uh, but uh, people started to come up with suggestions, and one of those suggestions was, and uh, was the Knicks. Uh, I I'm gonna ask you guys right now because it uh it does affect uh the Clippers a little bit if LeBron moves uh out of the city. Uh, so what are the odds? We'll do percentages here. What are the percentages that LeBron gets traded this week? Uh, we'll start with you, Dama. Um. I'm going to go with a firm five percent. Five percent. You see, staying you staying home in LA. Yeah, he's staying home. His kids playing like at they about to go into the playoffs. Yeah, no, nah, he's staying home. I don't know. He Makes seems he, he seems like a rich. You know, LeBroni only has a month left in his season. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm talking That's about Bryce. Talking oh, about Bryce. Bryce, Bryce. Okay, Bryce, yeah. I was gonna say I was like. Bron Bronny has a month left, and uh, those games aren't as uh, I don't think LeBron needs to go to any of those anymore. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, but, but in the summer, I think it's a firm ninety five percent. I think he's out of here when the summertime comes in the off season. But well, he's got I a think, he's got a player option, so if he wants to stay, he can. I guess it would it would. My take is he's not getting traded unless he wants to be traded. Yeah. Right. I agree. It's LeBron James. So my, um, my thing is, uh, but I don't think he, I don't think he wants to see it traded. I, I'm with you. Yeah. Donald. I don't think so. I think he's going to sign, try to sign with New York in the summer, figure something out. Bryce is going to play with Cayenne at um, the school Cayenne is at, and they're going to be a uh, high school powerhouse in New York. That's my take. All right. So your percentage is low too, Trent. Yeah. I, I think it's a zero. I, I just, I can't imagine it. I, I think that the win over New York that they just had pretty much cemented it for him. He's like, he's got to think that we can get this together somehow here. They'll force some other trades that the Lakers are going to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Will it make them materially better this year? Uh, I don't know. And But I do think it would be a, a higher percentage for me if Randall was healthy. Um, oh. Randall being out, they would kind of like – kill that because i feel like randall would be the heart of that trade he, he'd be the heart of the trade but he's out so yeah. it's, he would be the money that comes back to yeah. the lakers absolutely and with him being out it's like well i'm not going to trade for injured guy you know i have you know this guy over here that's arguably top two top three of all time plus knowing randall's personality did the yeah. did the lakers really want him back mm, uh. yeah <laughs> And so far, it hasn't been successful for the Lakers to bring back players that they drafted and sent out. So, uh, all right. I was going <laughs> to say. Come on. <laughs> having a great month. Yeah, he's playing. He's, he's, you know what? I don't think it's entirely Delo's fault what's going on there. I just, you know what happens when the Lakers aren't playing well? They always take the third, quote unquote, best player, the third most paid player, and call him the scapegoat. I usually think that's just, that's just, you know, routine Lakers season there. It's, so. it's really hard to be the teammate of LeBron James. When things are going it's well, difficult. it's LeBron's glory. When things are going poorly, it's your fault. Yeah. Bro, like <laughs> Danny Green was good in death threats in the bubble. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bro, that was crazy. For, for a championship, they end up winning anyway. Like, <laughs> right? But nah, bro, it's extremely difficult. Life's hard when you partner when you're playing with LeBron. 
Like, I, I, we give Kyrie enough slack for whatever nut basket he is, but he was smart enough to get out that situation when he could. No, there, you know, you're right. Uh, so if the Clippers wanted to swing for the fences this week, it would probably be PJ Tucker, Zoo, or Terrence, or maybe both, and Norm plus young dudes and that 30 pick probably to get LeBron James, just everybody else, and you get LeBron. Well, that's the thing when you when you make a trade for LeBron James, LeBron James crafts the trade because he's yeah. not going to agree to anything unless the team he's going to is still a contender. So, you know, yeah. money wise, yeah, it's got to add up to like his forty seven million dollar contract. We don't really have a lot of that left, and uh, yeah, it would it would literally take all four of those players. I think. Yeah. So probably not. So you'd happening. be trading four rotation guys. Yeah, including two starters. So, so for, renegade, uh, so renegade, renegade clips was saying just kidding, but I just thought we would entertain it because it's it's a good way to segue into the LeBron trade news instead of you know. So, uh, Clip City sent us a couple trades. One of them said Tucker plus Bones or Boston plus the twenty thirty pick top five protected for Obi Toppin. Nah, you want to do? I don't think I would trade the the, the twenty thirty pick for no. anybody, but nah, uh, no. But do no, you like? I, would you like the idea of Obi Toppin on the, on the Clippers? Mm, he's just a bigger. Nah, I nah, I wouldn't. Like I feel Obi Toppin is a bigger KJ Martin with more opportunity. All right, that's fair. Uh, what that's about fair. you, Trent? I uh, I like Obi. I like I like Toppin's game a lot. Uh, he can score at multiple levels. He's a high flyer he's probably a good future piece when you when you talk about the trades that we're going to make as the clippers team you think about what what are we sending out there tucker bones boston those are non-rotation guys so you're bringing in a guy that you want to put in the rotation in theory whose minutes does he take if it's amir coffee is it is it a dramatic upgrade over amir is a dramatic upgrade over Terrence? You know, whose minutes does he take? So that has to be a factor into any deal you make. I wouldn't be adverse to trading for Obi just for future sake, but that lineup in Indiana is choking with big power, big forwards since the acquisition of Siakam. So they've got to do something with Toppin or Jalen Smith or somebody. Somebody's got to move. Uh, they need guards. Something I, I agree something. with you. I agree with you. And I think they're I think Indiana will make a move with one of those forwards. I don't know who, but you know, they have to with the Siakam trade. And I, I don't know who, but I for sure think they will make a move. And I agree. I think they need another guard. I think Maybe scoring. Some, I think they may do a deal with I don't yeah, I know they have this crazy car park. They have Buddy Hill and Buddy Hill supposedly mm. yeah. supposedly that's all he does. Score, but that's they, need, they need some Need somebody else. So, so uh, is that yeah. ironic? Their their offense has been so great all season long. We're like, they need bench scoring. <laughs> what? Yeah. They actually so, need defense. So, so let me ask you guys: You take the twenty thirty pick off, and the, and all of a sudden the Woj thing comes in. We trade Tucker and let's just say Bones for Abi Toppin. Would you guys? Would you guys be content like going into the? Because like I'll put it to you: Like I think Amir Coffee has earned the right to continue playing. I just yeah. think having uh, uh, Obi Toppin be able to come in. When we need length, not necessarily as a key rotation piece, but as a spot player, you know, like I don't, I'm, I'm just saying, like when we play the Lakers or when we play these little more lengthy teams, or you know, I think he would be great to have, but he would probably be a ten to fifteen minute player a night kind of thing. Like, is I don't play it in the playoffs. Is he uh, going to make your, you know, is is Ty going to shorten the bench to eight guys? I think it depends on the matchup in the playoffs. I think it would like, depend. I on feel the that's where I don't think Ty would play. I feel I feel that's where Ty is at his best when it comes to postseason because he's good at figuring out matchups within the series. So right, but he doesn't. Think, he doesn't roll deep. Team, yeah, he doesn't. So we're playing a team like Denver, for instance. I think Obi might get minutes against Denver or Minnesota just to try to match the size. 
I, I think I think if we're eight deep and then we go down one, oh, we go down maybe one two or something. I think like Obi's like, all right, we're gonna try Obi for game four kind of thing. I don't, I don't know if he's gonna roll him out there game one and two, but when he makes that adjustment, usually Ty makes that adjustment by game three. All right, well and, here, here's here's my legit answer is yes, I do the trade just because I want PJ Tucker out of the out of the, yeah. the situation as an option. I don't want Ty to turn around and go, you know, who's going to save the series for us. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather, I'd, ra- I'd rather him turning to Toppin than having him turn to PJ. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to say something, Domo? No, nah, I was going to, I was going to, I guess play devil's advocate. Cause I actually, well, we know what Ty is going to do come playoffs. He's going to play PJ Tucker. Um, <laughs> in crucial minutes. And I'm telling y'all, I said in the group chat, PJ Tucker is gonna is gonna win a game or two for this team in the in the playoffs. Like if he's still on the team, he's definitely going to win a game or two in the playoffs. It's coming. It's coming. I'm telling you. So uh Clip City that's, also that's why we want to trade him. <laughs> Absolutely. So Clip City also sent us uh and I don't he said this was a pipe dream. So I want us so to make it clear that he knows this is a long shot too. Uh, Tucker and Bones or Boston and or, and or Boston, so maybe both, plus a second round pick for DFS in Brooklyn. Yeah. So I know that I know the Nets have apparently turned down first round picks for him and stuff like that. So it's probably not going to happen. But if it came down to it, if we got DFS for those players, I think we would all agree that that's a good deal. Even if we had to give up that one second round pick that we have, I'll give it the first, the first as well. Absolutely no. no again, is if, if is, it, if it, is that upgrade over Amir Coffee or or Terrence Mann, whoever he's going to take the minutes of, is that worth the 2030 first round pick? I don't think it is. It's I, it's barely an upgrade. I, I do feel like the Clippers might feel like right now, let's not worry. Like I wouldn't trade the first round pick just for a role player, but at the same time. The Clippers might be in position like we're going for it this year. If we keep worrying about what's going on in 2030, then we don't want to lose the championship because we're worried about what's going on in 2030. But you can't mismanage the tiny amount of assets that you have because that where where does that leave you if you do end up short? That's fair. I'm just I'm just I'm just I just I just don't know. I don't think it's fair, and I think I would be a little bit more concern as well if well pg hasn't signed his extension yet either so yeah there is still an option where if stiff like doesn't go right in the playoffs and he's going you know what i'm saying like it's a good chance that i believe james would stay but it's still a chance that james could go too so there is you have top cap flexibility there but i don't think it will happen this I is think, a this is a I whole podcast three, unto itself right here. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I feel in terms of going for it, that's why Bomber signed, made the James Harden trade. That's why they're doing what they can. I think you do what you can to try to win the championship now, especially going into the new arena. I I just feel that you put all your eggs in one basket, and if you, if it flails out, it fares out. But if it works, it works. No, so yeah, I think I think if it works, we we don't care, but um, we'll see. It's a big if. Here's the question: Then, Clippers or the field? Who wins the title this year? You got to bet the house on it. Clippers or the field? Um, I'm not. We're we're biased in in most in most years, though. I'd pick the field, but uh, that's the thing. We don't know how it's going to be in the future. Um. in most situations, you click, you pick the field, but I, I feel like other teams are going to go all in as well on some in certain circumstances. Like the Suns have certainly gone all in. <laughs> um, they're also kind of jammed up right now, so so at least I, they're playing well. Finally, I I just to, to answer your to to kind of like give you guys a, a a BS answer. If 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 we walked away losing our first round pick this week, and it was to get a player like DFS. I would probably be like, huh, that's not something I would do, but I'm not mad at it either. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Like, I'm hoping that the Clippers have an alternate plan on how to get back into the NBA draft by the time that all these guys' extensions are done. But, <laughs> uh, okay. 
<laughs> you know, it could it could be that Paul George signs four years instead of three, and then that fourth year we ship him off and we collect like one draft pick. <laughs> you know, like when he's thirty nine. But uh, he also mentioned same package for Kelly Olynyk. Like I think if we're not no like so this package will be Tucker plus Bones and or Boston plus a second round pick and it'll be this year's second round pick I believe so yeah this year's second round pick that 2024 pick that we have is like there are like four different teams that have their hands on it so it's it's going to be in the late second round it's a trash pick it's a trash pick might as well get someone undrafted so, so. that's I I couldn't that second round pick I don't care about. The other the only other two picks we have available are the 2031st and the 2032nd. That's the list. This so, garbage pick next year and two picks six years from now. So if we were to get DFS for that second round pick, which based on reports wouldn't happen, or we get happen. Kelly Kelly Olenek for that second round pick, based on reports that probably won't happen. But if that happened, what you're walking away Thursday pretty happy. Both of those players are very good and a, and a tremendous upgrade over uh, PJ Tucker. I love a Linux game as a connector uh, and he can stretch the floor. Uh, he could in theory play the four alongside one of our fives, you know, but he's not a great defender. He's not a great rebounder, but he's a very good connector offensively. He would really kind of take the Nico, Nico Batum role mm-hmm. kind of, uh, and, right. But he's not young, and he's an unrestricted free agent too. So at the end of this season, oh, no, I'll probably go uh, DFS. He's he got more dog on him than Kelly does to me. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I like them both. Yeah, I like them both as well. But I'll I'll probably go DFS. But I, I just, I th- to be honest, I think somebody's somebody's going to get their hands on on Dorian Finney Smith. Uh, I don't. Yeah, think it's no, they else. are. And if we were to get a, a trade, get DFS, it wouldn't be. Oh, straight up with just us in Brooklyn. It's going to be some type yeah. of third team involved. Some, like, some sort of tricky thing. Yeah. Where we possibly send out Bones and BBJ and whoever that third team is, they send back draft pick or a draft pick to Brooklyn. To I don't think it's going to be a, a one a one on one trade. And I uh, think that's for any, for any of these teams you make trades with. I don't think it's going to be a one on one. Yeah. I think it's going to be like kind of like last year when we traded Luke Kennard and we, it was like this, like Luke Kennard goes to Memphis, but we get Eric Gordon from Houston, but we sent John Wall to Houston plus a draft pick somewhere else. And like, like yeah. uh, Milton, Milton mine also said PJ and uh, Boston for Finney Smith. I think we, we, we discussed that. Yeah. There was a three team trade that uh, I'm going to, I'm going to mess this up. Cola Champapi. Sweet. So so the Bucks get PJ Tucker. This is a three team trade. They're supposedly interested in it. He's supposedly interested. So there is some logic here. Okay. The Jazz get Pat Cunnington, Bones Highland, Pat Cunnington, Bones Highland, and Andre Jackson. And the Clippers get Kelly Olinick. Uh, Okay. <laughs> now, if it could sure. happen, if it could happen, I don't. Yeah, I mean, if Utah's happy with that return, then sure. Let, uh, let me. Ask, I got a. I got an interesting. I, I got an interesting question to ask you guys before we continue with most of these trades because a lot of them offer PJ Tucker. I, I don't but, see it with Utah. I'm sorry. I just don't see it with Utah. They have too many guards. To, yeah. To bring in another guard at Bones Highland, like I don't. I don't see it, man. The, there's also rumor that George. They, Jordan, it, yeah, yeah, it's rumors of Clarkson being going, but Clarkson got, may be moving. If Clark, if Clarkson is gone, you got Deontay George, Colin Sexton, uh, THT, then you adding Bones. Like, I don't know. To me, that just seems like it's a but, THT's, THT's on the last year of his deal, I think, and uh, he hasn't played well enough to resign, really. If it, and I, I, I do think the Clippers would like to hold on to Bones if they can. We, th- how quickly we forget he he was this backup point guard the first four or five games of the season and he averaged like seventeen points a game like if, if it was fantastic if if Russ or Harden had a missed time I think we're gonna wish we had Bones like I think it's that it's like that scenario like we keep in mind the average age of both of our guards are is like thirty five years old thirty five so, so it, it's like one of those things where it's like 
And I think moving forward with the franchise, especially with the new CBA and things like that, and we can't sign certain players to certain deals and stuff like that, having players that are in their young 20s that that we could we have team control over and bird rights over eventually i think is part of the plan now i don't know like how that works into this season <laughs> you know because if if things stay the same i don't see bones getting any minutes going forward at all but if he's happy to get a ring on the bench and then next year maybe he has to take over the reins because the team can't afford to bring back russ or something on those lines you know um yeah. but i mean but we also got to take this in, into consideration as well. Like, if you think about it, the Clippers are moving kind of like how the Lakers move, where they don't build teams to draft. They acquire talent. And look who was running the Lakers when they acquired so much talent with Shaq and Kobe. It was Jerry West. And then when Golden State acquired all this talent, it was Jerry West. And now Jerry West is in Los Angeles, well, the other L.A. team, and he's acquiring all this talent. It's, the, it's Jerry West. So I don't think they really prioritize too much building through the draft. I mean, I think they're just more so trying to get the best talent possible and trying to go that way. And that's the formula that I see Jerry West is running from this time with uh, Golden yeah. State. You're forgetting Memphis, that Golden State was and, built through the draft and Memphis was built through the draft. Uh, true. And then they made true. some I, trades later, but yeah, I mean, I the agree. basis yeah. was the draft stuff. Yeah, but I don't know. I just feel like you're right in a sense, but also adding Kevin Durant is, wow, you know, was... just acquiring talent. Um, Memphis was an anomaly because it was built through the draft, but it, it still falls on. It's, it's very similar what Jerry West is doing with the Clippers to what he did with the Lakers almost and just getting as much talent as possible. Was but Zach was Randolph was a move, though, right? For he was. He was, in Portland. he was in Portland originally. Yeah, oh, Portland dumped him. Yeah. <laughs> That guy and just they, got and, tossed around they, for a couple seasons because no, he, what we drafted Blake Griffin, we didn't need him, so we moved into Portland. And Portland's and, like, we got Lamarcus Aldridge, we don't need him. So, yeah, and they acquired uh, Marcus All, I believe. He was, yeah, really Marcus All was part of the Palgasol trade, yeah, yeah. So, uh, let me see here, I got another trade for you guys. Uh, I'm gonna. I might mess this up too. Vincata manga Mewtwo. All right, so he sent us quite Mewtwo? a few. That's, that's anime Pokemon, guys. isn't it? These anime yeah. guys, bro. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he sent me a trade, and even the trade machine says I think it fails because of the money a little bit. But I think he, I think he was trying to get across that these are the people he's are he's interested in at least. Okay. And, and it would be a trade with the Raptors. We would be sending out Norm Powell, PJ Tucker, and the 2030 first round pick. And we'd be, yeah, like with the way Norm's playing, I don't think he's going anywhere. If you say Gary Trent, I'm just going to lose it. Bruce, <laughs> so Bruce Brown and okay. your and your favorite Trent. Can you guess the, the Raptors? Chris Boucher. Chris Boucher, yeah. <laughs> I do not understand people's... Chris, everybody wants to trade for Chris Boucher. He's not good. And he's yeah. 31. He's not going to get better. It's just a weird fascination that people have with him. Um, I love Bruce Brown. <laughs> but, I mean, why would the Raptors do that? They, well, why would the get, Raptors be interested in Norman Powell if they already have if we're giving Trent, the who they traded Norman Powell for? If we're giving him the if we're giving him the thirty the thirty first round pick, I think they might do it, but I don't think I would trade that for Bruce Brown. So so Bruce Brown takes that position that that Norman Powell position. Yeah, but I mean, I'd, I, I'd rather have the stretch guard in Norman Powell than Bruce Brown. To be honest with you, I know that's a hot take, but the way we're playing right now, I'd rather have because Norm's bailed us out a lot this year. It might not might not always look at might not always look like it. Norm's been shooting, man. Shooting. Like when, when we need a big three, or we need we need to make a a four point lead into a seven point lead, or we need you know it's been Norm. Uh, he sent us another one. Uh, PJ Tucker and Bones Highland for Herbert Jones from the Pelicans. Good luck. That's not happening. Oh. Right. <laughs> David Griffiths hanging up the telephone. Quick. And then <laughs> uh, he sent he sent another one, which was. Uh, 
PJ Bones and a let's see here the the twenty thirty first round pick, and for Herbert Jones and Jose Alvarado. That's that's dreamland, man. Well, I did, but the thing is, like those guys my, are awesome. They're, they're awesome players, and of course, you want to uh, get them. But uh, the Pelicans would have to want what you're shipping them, and mm, I don't think the Pels Pels don't need that. Yeah, I would say every player that every person that sent us a trade, they they they're trying to bring in a player that I like and that mm-hmm. is good and would make our team better. It's just we don't have, and and especially after the James Harden trade, we just don't have enough to compete with other teams in right. terms of what's the best offer for those players. Yeah, and no one's gonna bail us out. <laughs> you know, so it would be it, awesome if PJ Tucker were an expiring contract. So everyone has the right idea. Not. It's just absolutely. I, I just don't think we're we we could get any of those players. So, um, is there anybody that you guys have thought of? You know, if you guys want to make a prediction, hot take of where? Because I would say the closest player that I actually think out of those trades that we could pro- probably get is Obi Toppin, because I feel like the Pacers are going to try to move off some of their 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 forwards. And he seems like a player we could bring in and still play Amir Coffee if we needed to. Like we, it's like come in here, chill. We'll play you in some some matchups, but we don't need to force you into the rotation. Um, DFS would be great. Kelly Olynyk, maybe. I just don't know if the Jazz would. Would Dan, Danny Ainge has never been a GM that would uh, just you know bail another team out. That makes sense. He like he's gonna try to get as much as he can for Kelly. Um, so I don't know. Is there any players in the league that you have your eyes on that there was, uh, uh, some speculation out today for, about PJ Washington on the Hornets. Uh, I don't, I know the Hornets are trying to move off them. I feel like they could get more in a deal than what we could offer. Uh, but, um, is there any players in the league that you guys are interested in? Trent, you go first. You mentioned PJ Washington. I was curious, because when we were talking about it in the group chat, I was like, I'm not sold on this. I don't understand what the is. So I, I did the quick thought. What's it, whose job is he going to take? Terrence Mann, right? He's going to take that that job. Because of how much he's getting paid, he would probably start. So I, I went ahead and, and you compare players like this by per 36s. And it looks like he would outshoot as in number of shots, Terrence Mann, 13 to 10. But he only shoots 45% from the field. Uh, they're about the same from three-point range on the season. Um, it, the rebounding is just marginally better, One point five point nine to 6.5. Uh, Terrence Mann with a higher assist uh, to turnover ratio, um, higher assist numbers, better turnover numbers. PJ a little bit better defensively, but you're looking at, also, you're looking at a PJ Washington who gets a higher usage because of where he is on that Hornets team. Is the Clippers version of PJ Washington going to be a 13 points a game guy? Is he going to get enough shots to do that? I don't think so. I, I would I, say, I, I, would say I just the... don't see it. I, I like that he's young. I like mm-hmm. that he's big. Um, it's again, it's not a huge upgrade, if at all. I'm in I'm in two worlds on it because I don't disagree with you, Trent. And I also like the idea that we have a point of attack guard that so Kawhi and Paul George don't have to be that, and we're not asking James Harden to be that. So Terrence Mann kind of like, you know, does does the dirty work so the other players could kind of do their thing. But if we have an opportunity to get a, a a power forward of PJ's talent and they were willing to make a deal where we didn't have to give up much or even a draft pick to be on, or just to give up the second round pick this year, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, you, you kind of have to do it. <laughs> so per, it, per 100 possessions, Terrence Mann, 120 offensive rating, 114 defensive rating. PJ Washington, 107 offensive rating, 114 defensive rating. Now, part of that is about the teams that they're on. But again, I mean, the question is, is it a, is it a big upgrade? Are we uh, disrupting the chemistry that this team has already built? Now, if PJ came to the team and he came off the bench, how would you feel about it? 
because we have an eighteen million dollar player coming off the bench too. I just don't. I just don't see. I just don't see it as a necessity. Does it? Does he fit into your top eight in the playoffs? He probably would. Yeah. Yeah. So is he better than? Is he better than? Keep in mind, he's his playoff uh, resume is not. I don't know if he has one. Does he? <laughs> not a, not a big one. No, they made the but, playoffs so, a few years ago. So like, so here's the thing with with that, right? Like, how the team is currently constructed, I wouldn't make a trade at all. They since December first, they're twenty five and five. Yeah, you just you just don't disrupt. Stuff. Like you just leave some things alone. You know, if you know what's best for you, you just leave it alone. But now. On the other side, if we were to get PJ, he's replacing Amir Coffee's minutes and in the rotation right now. If we was to get him, that's what that's that's what he's going to replace. He is bigger than Amir, so that way when we play the Denver's, the the bigger teams, Minnesota's, he could at least be some type of presence there. But again, I just wouldn't disrupt what LAC has going on right now. It's it, Unless you know for sure this is going to make you the clear-cut favorites every night you step out on the floor, I wouldn't make any choice. I would just leave this team as is. I'm also going to add in that Ty Lue is still going to be the coach, and his knee-jerk reaction to things aren't going well is going to be to go small. And <laughs> and and in addition to that, we know that once you make this acquisition to this plan, and you're going to start him, because he makes starter money, or he's going to be the seventh man off the bench. Um, he's going to do the tank and sample size, and that <laughs> up. Sorry, Brian, and I can mess up <laughs> the the rhythm that the team has. So potentially costing you a third seat in the Western Conference. You know, so do you really want to play with that? It has to. It has to ultimately make sense to make you the clear cut favorite to come out the West, clear cut favorite to win win it all. I just don't know if PJ Washington can do that. Now, what what I'm seeing with PJ is if they did make the deal, it's what Aaron Gordon is to Denver. Because Aaron Mm -hmm. Gordon took them from a really good team to damn, like they have Aaron Gordon now. Now, not to say that he's scoring a ton of points, but his impact on the floor, defensively, rebounding, adding toughness. Those things matter. And I don't know if PJ would be able to bring that to this team given the way that they play. Keep, 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 in, keep in mind real quick uh, before we, I know you probably have a decent uh, thing to say, Trent, but Aaron Gordon was the guy in Orlando. Like, you true. know, he was the Very guy. True. And then he decided to come to Denver and take a smaller role. He now, was not good at being a guy in Orlando either. And, and that's the thing. That's the yeah. other thing, too. So if he wasn't. It, he wasn't, I don't think he was never should have been a number one, but he was just the number one because Orlando was just so terrible at the time. Um, with that being said, I feel if if you was to drop PJ Tucker and that Orlando team, you will probably get the same amount of output that you get from, I'm sorry, PJ Washington. If you put him on that mm-hmm. Orlando team or put him on Denver, I feel that he may give you the same amount uh production as Aaron Gordon does. Um but I don't know. It's 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 one of those things you won't know until you see it. I personally I don't think it's that much of an upgrade to make that move. But if they did, um they have to be a thousand percent sure that that's the move that's gonna get them over to that really solidify them winning the championship. Denver's the unicorn team for me and it's because of Joker. Jokic just makes everybody else so much better. And I think that what you see in Aaron Gordon is the fully actualized Aaron Gordon. We saw his shooting splits earlier today, and he shoots like 70-odd percent, 78, 80% in the restricted area. And then outside the restricted area, he's like a 30% shooter. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a sign that it's him cutting and getting into the dunk area, and Joker gets him the ball. I think Joker just makes everything else work. Uh, we don't really have that guy because as good as James is, he's not seven feet tall and he can't throw over everybody. Um, James has actualized this offense 
because they finally decided to use Ibiza Zubats as a damn pick and roll partner. And it works out because they finally have a guard who likes to run the pick and roll. Great. Super. The right fifth starter for this team is a guy like Terrence Mann that you don't ever have to run anything for, but he's going to improv his way into five or six shots. You don't want a fifth starter that's going to need 10, 12 shots a game. We already can play that. We already complain that James doesn't shoot enough mm-hmm. and PG sometimes doesn't shoot enough. Yeah. And you I'll don't need another hungry well. You don't want to take away Terrence Mann and shake his confidence going into the postseason. He's played really, really well since exactly. the turn of the calendar, so, turn of the year. Exactly. So now you bring in a guy like PJ Tucker, you kind of give him more. PJ Washington. PJ Washington. We got PJ for PJ, PJ going on here. Yeah. If you bring in PJ Washington and you give him more attention, in the lineup or give him more focus in the lineup that can shake a player's confidence. And we've seen Terrence get his confidence shaken or rattled pretty quickly. And when it happens, Ty is quick to yank him and reduce his minutes. And I don't really want to see that happen um, right now with Terrence because he's been playing great for us. Um, I feel like just make the trade if it makes sense. If it doesn't make sense, uh, just keep it pushing Rolling, you guys are you know on fire right now. Just just keep the momentum going. So, so ideally, I think it would be we ship PJ out, create a roster spot, pick up someone on the buyout market. I, I, I just don't know if we have. I'll, I'll put it to you like this: Usually, people on the buyout market are not the most athletic players anymore. They're players that are probably usually past their prime at this point in their career. So I don't know if we're getting an—I'm not gonna say young and athletic because maybe that's not necessarily what we need. But I don't know if we're getting a wing on the buyout market. Uh, so we probably would have to trade for one back because I think we all know that we would all be more comfortable if we at least had one ready to go if we needed it now because i don't think we're putting in a lot of faith especially at this point in the season in kobe brown and brandon boston and etc so i think like if for whatever reason and i think like the one of the things that's probably uncomfortable with this team is like everyone's playing extremely well we don't want to take anyone's minutes away but things happen in the NBA. And if Amir Coffey missed two weeks, then what's plan B? If Terrence Mann had to miss two weeks, what's plan B? If James Harden had to miss some time, I guess Bones would finally get his minutes, but then he, those go away again, right? But if, if for whatever reason, Paul George had to miss uh, two to three weeks, if Kawhi had to miss two to three weeks, Amir Coffey's there, but then who's who's replacing Amir Coffey once Amir Coffey is replacing those guys? So it's... I think we would like to have somebody else and it would preferably be a wing because I think we're really deep with guards unless like we're putting a lot of faith in Jordan Miller, but he's not that much bigger than Terrence Mann. So I, it's, it's, it's intriguing that I do feel like we need to bring back someone that we have faith in, but we also don't need to play. <laughs> right. So it's, I, I think they do have faith in Kobe Brown. I think the, the issue was, or the, the problem is, when PG missed, I think, a game early on and Amir stepped up and played, he played really, really well. And he's been playing really, really well since then. Because remember, Kobe Brown was getting minutes and Amir was not getting minutes. And, so, so, so you think, like, if if they needed to count on Kobe Brown again moving forward, they're okay with that? Yeah, exactly. Because you got to think. Remember, like, Kobe Brown, yes, he's a rookie, but he's not a, a young player. He's not – he's a four-year senior, correct? Uh-huh. When he got drafted. Yeah, right? yeah, so yeah. He's, he's not a he's not a 19, 20-year-old. He's, he's 20 – 23. 23. So, uh, that, that's, that's the difference. You know, him that, and Jordan both are yeah, 23. Yeah, exactly. So, that matters. And – from what I've seen, Johnny Miller's been killing in the G League too. Now I'm not going to disrespect the NBA guys and say, "Oh, he's been killing the G League." Put him up on their big boy yeah. roster, but he could play. You know what I'm saying? He could play if he if he's given opportunity. It may take time to get used to the speed of the the big league, but he can play. So so can Kobe. So I think if that was the case, I think that knowing that you have older rookies that you could count on, I don't think they're too much worried about that. In my opinion. 
Plus, look, you got to look at the wings that's out there. Which wings that's out there is really going to make an impact because they're going to want to play. And yeah. it's going to be hard too. to find. Yeah, like, unless you go and sign Tony Snell for the season. But, <laughs> like, I would just I would just keep Kobe Brown and Jordan Miller on and the Stay Ready crew. And when your time comes, your time comes. So uh, before we head out, I'll just ask you guys, A, what you think, not what you want, but what you think the Clippers will do on by Thursday. I'll start with you, Trent. I don't know that the – I think that they would love to get PJ into a situation where he can play again. And that means on a different team because he, he doesn't have a role on this team as it sits. Uh, so – Maybe they can work something out. There was rumor that we were interested in Denny Avila because Denny's a bigger guy. Uh, he shoots well. He, he has a nice all-around game. He had a great game tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's a really good player. But his his extension kicks in next year, and he start, suddenly starts making a lot more money than Washington probably wants to pay him while they're in the middle of their rebuild. So there was a theory that we would make a deal for, for Denny Avila, which – I'd be down with that. Maybe they'd have to throw in like Johnny Davis at us and we'd have to give him back like uh, like a young guy, like like a Brandon Boston. You know, Michael Winger knows these guys because he was our true. GM last year. True, true. true. So th- there's a possibility something like that could happen. But I do want to point out something that nobody seems to remember. We are the hardcore basketball fans. We are the super hardcore Clippers fans consuming content all the time. We love this crap. You know, we're focused on all the transactions and we're focused on everything, every game, every, we want the analysis, but most of the people who make up that crowd in the building, they don't do that. They want to see the superstars, but they also love the stories of the homegrown players. Amir Coffey and Terrence Mann are success stories. And we don't have very many of those. We don't have many guys that we've drafted and brought up. I mean, Amir was signed off the street. Those are success stories. What Terrence Mann does in the in the uh, community is a big deal. I just don't see him moving on from these guys. I think they see them as the kind of glue guys that make the superstars better by doing the dirty work so they don't have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I don't I think, think they're going to move them. Yeah, and I think, I think that this is the rotation going forward. Yeah, I think if, if they do make a move on Thursday, it would be um, PJ and Bones just based off what you just said about the other guys. And I, I think that it will be some third team involved. But because if, if, if there is an instance where James goes down or you got to play Russ for more minutes, they could easily just call up Xavier Moon, who's also familiar with playing with the 2-1-3 and Zoo and Terrence. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's familiar with playing with them. So I think yeah. that if it was an instance where – one of those guys, one of those guys was hurt. I think they're comfortable with bringing up Xavier Moon from the G League and let him get some run. Um, I, I love Bones, but I also want to see him play, even if it's not for us. I want to see. I, Bones I agree. Uh, and like, and if I think going to a team like Washington would help. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Team, some type of like, he needs to be on a team that's not ready. Either they're ready to win now, like even with Denver, he wasn't playing like because they was ready to win. He needs to be on a team that. All right, where I need my, I'm a playoff team, but we're not really ready to be called contenders. Like if he was on maybe Sacramento and Monk, London, like that would be the perfect fit for him. Like playing alongside Fox in the backcourt, like that would be a great fit for him if they didn't have Malik Monk. Or if he was on Houston, for example. Houston, for example, but they have, they have their guard. They have, uh, Van Fleet and uh, Amin Thompson and Jalen Green. Toronto. Toronto. Toronto is another one. Um, Memphis, if they was healthy, would be a great place for him. Like, I think that would be a great place for him right now. <laughs> Memphis tried to tried to offer me a 10-day contract this week, but I was sick, so I couldn't take it. <laughs> um, a team like, you know, who else is in that, that playoff room? Like, the Knicks. Or the you know, Nets. like, the Nets uh-huh. were like, well, I that's a different topic for a different day. I don't know what, <laughs> what they're doing right now. I don't know what John Vaughn is thinking. Uh Cam uh-huh. Thompson should be the solidified starter on that team. 
yeah, that's a different topic for a different day. But he should be – I feel he should be on a team like that where he's able to contribute big-time minutes and still learn learn and grow as a player. Um, he's that's, not on, the, that's not a contender. Well, he's got to get game reps to make a long story short. Basically, up, he uh, needs to be what Jordan Poole was a couple years ago. You yeah. know, and that's what he needs to be. And he's not on that yet. And he's not on a team like that. And and, and, like, and if 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 things all work out with the organization, it could just be, hey, be patient because you're the next man up or something like that. Or, you know, be patient because we're not going to have Russ forever. You know, so it's it's one of the but I don't, know, I don't know, like how you could tell someone who's hungry enough to play. But Bones looks like he legitimately likes being there. Uh, so, and I, I think if you asked Bones, like, would you rather go play 35 minutes a night for Washington, <laughs> but you still get your ring if the Clippers win, or do you want to stay on the bench? I, I don't know. Like, it depends on who he is as an individual, you know? Um, he's a young player. He hasn't really been, he hasn't gotten paid yet, Brian. Yeah. Like, all that stuff matters too. Like, he ain't got paid yet. He wants to play. He wants to prove who he is. Cause I feel Bones is the, if in the right situation, he could be a Tyrese Maxey. He could be a Mayo quickly. He could be one of those dynamic young guards that's fast and could score a lot and could impact winning. He's just not because he's not he's not playing. Yeah, I hear you on that. Uh, so, yeah, I think ideally, in theory, like you said, Trent, or it's um, PJ's out. Maybe they look into the bio market. Or, or we get – or we pick up a – we find a way to flip PJ for another wing that we don't feel like is obligated to be part of this rotation financially, I would say. Um, yeah. Any, any if, they, if they don't trade PJ, they won't waive him. They're not going to buy him out. He's going to play they in the playoffs. don't want that number on their books, so he'll be on the team in the playoffs, and Ty will play him. He will. <laughs> and on that note, you can find our podcast where we find your podcast. You can find us on X at LA Form. Please say hi. Trent, Damo, you guys got anything you want to say before we head out? Nah. All right. Go Trojans. Juju Watkins. Go, go Trojans. Uh, oh, yeah, there we go. Uh, there you the go. Fight the, on, right? The, the men's fight team hasn't on. been good, but the, the women's team has been exciting to watch. I'm going to try to go to a game this, For uh, sure. this year. For sure. I would say that uh, the fan fans out there, hardcore fans, try to enjoy the moment. Try not throwing around too many receipts. Remember that this could all come crumbling down with, with one injury. So knock on wood, uh, the, the guys are playing fantastic. Enjoy it while they are, but don't get out over your skis and stop fighting with each other on Twitter, for God's sakes. Be kind. I, I will say that I'm getting a little bit uh, – I don't – I'm not going to – no, I'm not going to say anything bad about our fans, but I was just going to say like uh, – I'm I'm getting a little annoyed with the gatekeeping. Anyone, if you're a casual, super casual, or super, 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 super casual Clippers fan, who cares? If you're, cares? If, you, if, you, if, you, if you don't know all the history, you know, like you know, in my opinion, if you live in Southern California, you could easily be a Lakers fan. So if you're choosing to be a Clippers fan, then embrace these people. That's right. It's a choice. Yeah, we're we're here by choice. No, I don't think people, I don't, I would say maybe the generations are changing, but certainly in my generation when I was a kid, you chose to be a Clippers fan. You weren't born into it. Damn straight. So, so there you go. Uh, thank, I appreciate everyone who's listening. You know, you guys can be doing anything with your time, but you're spending it with us and we appreciate it. We're out. Peace. Peace.